0: with 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, everybody. I'm here Luella Parsons, hostess with the most is Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Your Mouth. Right. in your mouth. i'm the queen of food who's always in the, in the mood. mood to lick it right lick it good show oh, you how to oh hunt. god that's good i want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets <laughs> so open wide honey i'm coming in your <laughs> mouth <laughs> <Goosebumps>. <laughs> hey there and welcome back folks once again i am your hostess with the most is michael munoz and well shit y'all how you all doing on this sunny, sunny Wednesday here in New York City, or whatever day it is, actually, that you may be listening to? Your best gal, pal, Munoz. How are we doing, y'all? How are we doing? We're halfway through week 10, or week 11, or week 12, or maybe week 5 for some of y'all out there protesting. <laughs> but I doubt anybody of that nature is listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, if you didn't know, today is National Quiche Lorraine Day, and it's also National Pick Strawberries Day. And you know that during this like self-isolation quarantine, whatever the hell you want to call it, I love a double day because or a triple day because we don't know what day it is. So, you know what? I I love a little variety. I love I love that we could just, you know, pick our own adventure, food adventure for the day. Um, but if you're going out to walk children in nature, uh, you can <laughs> find some wild strawberries to pick because ain't nobody going to the straw strawberry fields forever uh, to pick some strawberries. Uh, maybe you are socially distant. Can we do that, socially distant? That's... um. And then now I'm thinking about the migrant workers and oh god that's depressing. So national quiche lorraine day, delicious, right? Who doesn't love a good quiche lorraine? Um well, whatever you're doing out there and if you're on a cooking journey, uh, why don't you make something with strawberries this week? Strawberry inspired or you know, everyone loves a good quiche. I love an egg. Who doesn't love an egg? I I don't think I have friends who don't like eggs and if you are one of those people, don't tell me because I may have to unfriend, block, and report. You know what else I found interesting? As we do every week, I, I love to travel back in time and give you a This Day in Gay History, but there isn't one. There isn't one for like the next week, actually. And I get all my This Day in Gay History from a website called The Lavender Effect. Join the movement advancing the future of LGBTQ play- plus heritage and culture. I love this site. It's super educational. So I decided to give you the May 19th this day in LGBTQ history. And I found out in 1975... Gay porn phenomenon Jack Wrangler, who I've never heard of before, is born when a sometimes-struggling 28-year-old actor, Jack Stillman, steps on stage between porn films at the Paris Theater in Los Angeles and performs a live striptease in Western drag. I love that they, they call it Western drag. I'm living for everything. The son of an established show business family, his father was one of the most successful producers of Bonanza. bum ba bum Bum, 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 bonanza. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stillman takes his screen name Wrangler from the famous brand of cowboy jeans. You know what? I haven't tried on a pair of Wranglers in a long time. And now that I'm giving you my, or I should say, living my best dad bod life during this quarantine, maybe, maybe they look real cute. What do you think? Maybe they'd look real cute. I think you get them at like a Walmart these days, yeah? Um, How do you feel about that, y'all? Sorry, I'm a little parched. I know, it sounded like a fart. (laughs) I may edit that out, I may not. Who cares? (laughs) But in researching Jack Wrangler, uh, also known as John Robert Stillman... Um, He was an American gay and straight pornographic film actor, theatrical producer and director and writer. Open about his homosexuality and adult film work throughout his career, Wrangler was considered an icon of the gay liberation movement. So aren't you glad that I turned back to home? (laughs) Just to bring you a little bit of Jack Wrangler, y'all look up some Jack Wrangler images if If um, the Marlboro Man and Herman Munster had a kid, um, it it would be Jack Wrangler. And I am here for it. I am here for it. I think he even has, like, an autobiography or a biography written called The Jack Wrangler Story. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's that's this day in gay history. Um, Well, as you all know, there's a lot happening in the food world, but not at the same time because... Mostly everything is shut down and people are getting creative. So I've kind of turned into doing a lot more of, you know, a lot more food news, which I should have been doing since the beginning, since it is my favorite part and your favorite part of the pod. And so why don't we turn on the gossip grill? The gossip grill. The gossip grill. Ooh honey, you are ready for the gossip grill. Turn up the heat. <laughs> I just came up with that. (laughs) Because I find this ridiculous. Do you get it though? Wait. Do you get the gossip grill? Because it's like hot topics, but it's about food. Turn up the heat. (laughs) The gossip grill. And I love that Us Magazine has a whole like Us food section. And I actually really wanted to start with Miss Leslie Jordan herself. Well shit, how y'all doing? Um, because I'm in love with I'm in love with that little southern man I am. He is the best. And if you're not following him on Instagram, it's the best content. I think when I started following him, he was under a million followers. And I think he's just crossed the five million mark during this thing. Well, Miss Jordan has been cooking up a storm, and most recently went to go make cornbread. And now it's the case of the missing uh, cast iron pan. Somebody done stole Miss Jordan's cast iron pan. I feel like we need to start a GoFundMe or something. Or hey, um, Allclad, uh, Le Creuset, uh, Great Jones, anybody out there? You got you got a cast iron pan? I bet you it would be real good for you to send one to Leslie Jordan at the at this time, so he can make his corn bread. Miss Jordan has also been seen uh, throwing a little bit of shade at Miss Rachel Ray, which I lived for. I think the quote was, "Well, I'll take my three thrill- three million followers and start my own home cooking network." Miss Rachel Ray, you better watch out. <laughs> I live for the shade, um, but I really want to talk about Leslie Jordan because he just came out with a line of T-shirts. That uh, all the proceeds are going to Glesen, G L S E N, and Glesen, which people are calling it, is a United States-based educational. Educational organization working to end discrimination, harassment, and bullying based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, and to prompt LGBT cultural inclusion and awareness in K 12 schools. I think it's great. I love him, and I love that he's doing something great um, on during this time with all his followers and in the most ridiculous way. So go support Miss Jordan if you can. And uh, shout-out to you, Glesson. I am here for it. And the T-shirts are cute. They have quotes on the back. I think he's running some sort of contest now that you can get uh, – a 40 minute zoom session with him just shooting the shit. I mean, I'd be here for that. So, go to his site. I fully support uh not sponsored, but I love him. Uh also perusing this us food. I just felt it it's so ridiculous. Like, why do we even care <laughs> about some of these topics like foodie alert Kim K.'s favorite eats include McGriddles, Tim Tams, and more. Well, of course it does. Of course she does. Of course those are some of her favorite eats. Why? Because she can just go to the doctor and get it all sucked out, honey. That booty ain't real. Those those breasticles ain't real. Honey, I live, (laughs) though. Kim Kardashian, send me some money so all I can eat are McGriddles and Tim Tams. Yes, or like headlines like Gigi Hadid, Kanye West, and more stars eating in foreign countries. Well, what else are you supposed to do when you go to foreign countries? Are you supposed to pack a bag to lunch? Uh, no, so dumb. Um, anyways. Update last week I talked about Alison Roman and the Chrissy Teigen drama Alison Roman apologizes a second time for Chrissy Te- to Chrissy Teigen. Ooh and she blames her insecurities once again. Why do we care? We should be lifting each other up at this time, not tearing each other down in that way, you know? I mean, maybe she was joking, but she wasn't joking, y'all. She wasn't joking. Um my most favorite uh, celebrity headline at this time is Robert Pattinson nearly burned down his house while microwaving pasta. Now I didn't realize Robert Pattinson was working after those Twilight movies. I'm not really a big movie buff here, but apparently he is. And apparently he almost burnt down his house cause, (laughs) Oh, pretty boy. Um, and I don't even really find him that attractive. Ooh, shit, I. I personally think she's not aging that well. But that's another story for another time. Uh, but, bitch, put some tin foil in a microwave. Some tin foil in a microwave. But listen to why he did it. This is like. This is ridiculous. So us food goes on to say. The Lighthouse star, 33, didn't even know he was in Lighthouse, and I heard that was a really weird movie, uh, who was on the cover of GQ's June 2020 issue, revealed to the publication that last year he entertained the idea of starting his own pasta business that would give the Italian staple the same kind of fast food credentials as burgers and pizzas. He was trying trying to create handheld pasta. How the fuck do you make handheld pasta? And why do you think that's a good idea, (laughs) first and foremost? So um, it's called piccolini cuschino, which means little pillow in Italian. So he was trying to, like, microwave pasta, and one thing led to another where he was adding, like, sugar and layers of sliced cheese to this pasta. And he, he even goes on to say... It doesn't matter what kind of slice cheese, just like And he put it all on a tin foil and threw it in the microwave. <laughs> what a dumb! <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with people? But I am no better. A better story, um, or a funny story I have is that one time I was trying to help my friend Magda feed her kids, uh, out in uh, like Middle Village, Long Island. And we were melting butter for some reason. I think I was making mac and cheese. And sometimes the butter comes in that paper that looks like aluminum foil. But I didn't actually think it was aluminum foil because it's paper on the other side. But it is actually like kind of foil wrapped wax paper. And she was like, she's very Polish. And she's like, Mikey, you cannot put that in microwave. And I was like, of course you can. It's paper. It just looks like foil. Well, let me... Let me tell you, two seconds later that shit was sparking and I was screaming like a big old queen. Um so maybe I am just like Robert Pattinson. Yes. I wish I wish I had his money. Um <laughs> and I and I feel like I'm aging better, is all I'm going to say. But Robert Pattinson, what are you doing? How much is Robert Pattinson worth? Hold on. Robert Pattinson net worth. Net worth. I mean he's worth a hundred million dollars. Don't you think he should just be able to pay somebody to figure this out for him if this is what he really wants to do? Uh Robert Pattinson, this is a boot, honey. Uh stick to your day job, which is making a lot of money. Cause I thought I I feel like um that movie did very well for him. That lighthouse movie. Anywho, other ridiculous celebrity food headlines for the week are: Courtney K gets real about quarantine diet. I ate four cakes and two eggs. <laughs> Bitch, I could eat four cakes in about two days these days. Between the depression, the loneliness, the pure hunger of it all, you ain't special. <laughs> But send me money and sponsor my podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's this very cute video of Gabrielle Union's daughter. uh, Kavias' candy challenge that didn't go as planned. Kavias, Is that how you say her name? I don't know. But uh, go watch that. Uh, Oh, my God. Bethany Frankel uh, reflects on near-death allergic reaction in emotional post. Now, I don't know if you all know, but Bethany Frankel is... Very allergic to fish, like deathly allergic to fish. There's even an episode where she almost dies by eating fish of Real Housewives of New York. So I don't know how she doesn't live in a fish-proof bubble. But um, while on vacation, she legit almost died. I miss her on Real Housewives of New York. Um, it's just not the same. There's nobody. There's nobody with that like New York like no bullshit. Uh, like read you to filth and yet still have a meltdown at the same time while being right about reading you to filth uh, attitude on there. Well, I'm glad, I am glad, and that is not some tomfoolery. Uh, I am glad she is well because I do enjoy her. And she does a lot of great things for the world uh, with her, Um, I forget the name of her charity at the moment, but um, her Be Strong charity, and she helped Puerto Rico during Hurricane Maria. She's helped a ton of people during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So, so yeah, shout out to you, uh, Bethany Frankel. And I am glad you are doing well. Uh, Mariah Carey and more stars get creative with birthday cakes in quarantine. I could probably watch Mariah Carey read the phone book at this, <laughs> at this point during the quarantine. Can't you? I think this is like... We we should turn the gossip grill down to low now and, and move on to some other hot topics in the food world that don't deal with ridiculous celebrities, things such as uh, restaurants. So we're beginning to reopen slowly. Some states are just, you know, turning the valve way up and or on and just, you know, it's pandemonium. And just opening their restaurants at full steam ahead. But apparently, some restaurants, according to munchies.com will use shower curtains and mannequins for social din- distancing while, while they try to figure out. I don't know if you know, but a lot of restaurants are going to have to cut down their capacity limits. And so they're just trying to figure out the best thing. The best things to do, uh, and one of them is going to use like shower curtain dividers. Another one's going to use like plexiglass. There's this restaurant that that is going to uh, dress up mannequins. Um, there's this restaurant called Bord för en. I don't even know if I, I said that. It's called Table for One. Um, that's Swedish. Bord för en. Uh, <laughs> And it allowed its first guest to walk into the middle of a Swedish field and take the only seat available. The restaurant is the, if you can call it that, is the the world's only single outdoor table and was designed to allow each customer to enjoy the ultimate socially distanced meal. Um, And so doesn't require them to interact with another person at any point during the evening. There's no host, no wait staff and all three courses inch their way to the table on a rope and pulley system that the owners operate from the kitchen. Oh my God. Is this really going to be our future? This is, this is crazy guy. Um, At Twisted Citrus, a breakfast and brunch joint in North Canton, Ohio, its reopening plan includes taking employees' temperatures before they clock in for work, installing hand sanitizing stations, and hanging clear shower curtain liners between the tables uh the owner says, I don't know if I'm going to open to a full house or to Crickets. And this is Kim Shapiro, the owner. I don't really know what the appetite is for customers who will come back to visit us. So that's really interesting. And now the question becomes, how often do they sanitize their shower curtains? They're looking into like UV rays and throwing them into the dishwasher, and so on and so forth. Michelin-starred chef Dante Bocuzzi may not open all 12 of his Cleveland area restaurants right away when the state officially allows restaurants to resume their dine and service, but when they do start welcoming customers, they'll be equipped with plexiglass dividers that he's designed to put in between tables. Basically, uh, they're creating cubicles. Would you all want to eat in a cubicle or in a shower curtain or in a field alone? I mean, I think the field is, like, extreme. That's called a picnic, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Send me your thoughts, y'all. Send me your thoughts. Uh this guy, Roberto Santi, dropped $10,000 to have 17 portable wood and plexiglass dividers made for his St. Louis restaurant, Roberto's Tretoria or Trattoria. After the virus is gone, I might keep them, he said. They look that good. I don't know. Or will this make the restaurant more intimate? So, you know, when you go to that restaurant it's just so loud, you can barely hear the person across from you because it's super popular and whatnot, because I only go to super popular restaurants. Um, I just don't know how this is going to work. Uh, lastly, like I was talking, uh, the little inn, or I should say the inn at little Washington, uh, Plans to fill its dining room with mannequins dressed in circa 1940s attire. The waitstaff will also be asked to fill the mannequins' wine glasses and have cheerful, one sided conversations with them. Um. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh my God! <laughs> You're just sitting at the table, and the waiter's talking to the, talking to the to the mannequin, sexy. Oh, so how was your meal? Yes. Oh, you didn't like that. Oh, you found a pubic hair in your in your food, sir. Let let me take that away from you. I'll be right back. Oh my goodness, sorry. Sorry it took so long. Yes, I'll take that right off your check, Karen. Oh, you want to speak to your, to the manager? Sure, right away. No, y- yes, yes, this is Diet Coke. Yes, this is decaf coffee for the 10th time. What'd you say to me? <laughs> I can't. I cannot, y'all. Chef Patrick Connell has also created his own masks, which have been printed with Marilyn Monroe's smile or George Washington's chin. That would be scary boots. That would be scary boots. I don't know. Talk to me. How do you feel about that? How do you think we should be reopening what's the what's the solution here I don't I don't even know myself I don't even know myself what's the first thing you're going or where's the first place you want to go after this is all over you know you can you always email me at in your at gmail.com or hit me up at inyomouthpod on Instagram on Twitter you could even hit me up on my other uh, on my other Instagram. At the kitchen gaily. That's gaily with a G, not daily with a D, because gaily with a G goes g, not duh Yes. (laughs) Lord, I don't know what the answer is, but if you have an idea, let me know. Continuing down that route or route, restaurants are being harassed for adding COVID-19 surcharges to the customer bills. So... Um, I'm sure you all have heard the cost of meat is going up as this pandemic rages on. Thank you, com. And now it's a question of who should fit this bill. Is it the restaurants or is it the consumer? You tell me. I mean, yeah, that's a hard one because the restaurants are already losing so much. And so they've added this, like... Covid nineteen surcharge because it's not going to last forever, so it'll just go away. As opposed to printing whole new menus that may cost them a bunch of money uh, to just up their prices to not to only, you know, reprint them later on when the cost of meat goes down. And so there's this uh, backlash that's happening, um, a whole bunch of Twitter shaming and and whatnot because people are mad and it's it's like people are calling it uh, BS or blaming it on demons who are using the money to help fund the police state. What is wrong? What is wrong with people? Can, I, can somebody ask me, answer riddle me that Batman. What is wrong with people? You know? Um, and like some people, the restaurants also need to like cover the fee of all the extra PPE for its employees, you know? And, I don't know. Here we go again. What's the best way to help the restaurants recover, especially now that the cost of meat is going up? Y'all, I paid $15 for three breasts of chicken the other day. Three chicken titties. Three! Okay, yes, they were organic, Bell and Evans, but honey, I mean, I even started to go to my local butcher, shout out Esposito's, and I try to go there, but uh, normally the grocery store you know i go back and forth because sometimes they have the better price you know i'm like a major couponer i'm not really but i i know where the deals are but i started going to the butcher because i i said to myself well if i'm going to pay this exorbitant amount of money for meat um why not get the best i can possibly get at this point because it's all expensive and then i started to wonder why why the meat is so expensive and it's it's obviously so expensive because you know these factories are shut down. Um, the factories have been ridden with the coronavirus and had to, you know, just shut down and kill livestock and whatnot. And according to this article in time.com, this was supposed to be a big year for America's industry. Um, as recently as late February, the USD livestock livestock analyst, predicted record-setting meat and poultry production as economic growth and low unemployment boosted demand for animal protein. This is... It's it's insane. Beef production was down nearly 25% year-over-year, while pork production was down 15%, according to the USDA's weekly uh, report. You know, and this is because Tyson and many other meat processing companies across the country, countries have paused operations at a number of plants where the workers have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I found this op-ed via CNN about like sympathizing with the meat workers because a lot of these meat workers, um, you know, they're in these factory towns. They're not, they don't make a lot of money and workers at meat processing plants have described having little or no social distancing on the job simply because enforcing social distancing would require would require slowing down production and if production slows companies will see decrease in profits and consumers will have to pay more for meat and this is why you're paying more for meat because the the food chain is breaking the entire food chain is breaking down. Farmers are throwing out uh, produce um there's there's no work because people have this virus. There's uh the milk is getting dumped, and there there's like no um there's no system in place to recover this for all those people who need need the food who are now on the the bread lines, those lines that you see all over this city at least, and maybe in your cities too, that are like Around the block, wrap around the block, and down the avenues, and around the next block, it's insane. It's insane. So I'm not really surprised that these restaurants are starting to charge uh, a surcharge for a COVID nineteen surcharge. I don't blame them. And once again, I don't know what the answer is. But if you're wondering why you're paying more for meat, this is this is it. This is it, and this is not going away for a while. Um, Yeah. Like this is crazy, so what's the answer? Do we start eating more produce? Do I, Are we all going vegan these days? It may be great. It may be good for us. You know? Um, or we could just be like Khloe Kardashian and start eating cakes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, anyways, on a lighter note, uh, There's an Alaskan man uh, that's making 14-hour Costco runs by boat to ensure his town doesn't go hungry. Now, that's amazing, right? Um, So there is this Alaskan town called Gustavus, right? And it's a remote seaside town that's situated in southeastern Alaska. Less than 500 people call this small town home. And actually, uh, moose uh, actually outnumber people there. Sorry, I stuttered or I had um, a minor stroke here because (laughs) I was like, is moose the plural of moose? Yeah, I had it like my brain wasn't didn't think as fast as my mouth was moving here. Moose, meese, meeses, mices? No, moose, mooses, moose. It's definitely (laughs) moose. But you know what? Your brain does that. I I like meeses. So meese or meese. Moose? Meese? Yeese? I, <laughs> I don't know. What road am I going down? So uh, moose, it's right because Delish.com is reporting this. Moose actually outnumber the people there. Uh, the town is just 38 square miles and... It is surrounded by ice fields of Glacier Bay National Park on three sides and the Atlantic Ocean on the fourth side. So obviously, since there are no roads, they're getting their, um, all their food from either by plane or by boat. And so now that we're all quarantined and self-isolated, that obviously has become a lot harder. Now, there's this guy named Toshua Parker. Yes, you heard right. Toshua in a town of Gustavus. Um, what in Narnia hell is this place? <laughs> no, um, but this is great. This is a great little story. Um, I I sound like number 45. This is great. This is a great little story. Um, no. Toshua Parker, he's a resident and a grocer. And... It's crazy. This man leads a team on a 14-hour voyage every week to ensure these residents don't go hungry. It's seven hours by sea to Juneau, Alaska, where he uses his Costco card to stock up on $20,000 worth of essentials, including canned goods, eggs, flour, meat, uh, that's where most of that $20,000 is going, uh, according to this last story. Uh, produce, and you guessed it, toilet paper, as well as personal orders from his neighbors. He then turns around and makes a seven-hour voyage back. That's like an entire day plus, guys. That's crazy. And gals and everybody in between. um, And theys and them. Um, He owns a grocery store, Icy Straight Wholesale. And once... It's stocked. He notifies the town via the via the store's Facebook page. Um, people love him, and they're very very quick to show his appreciation. Thank you, Toshua, uh, Cassie, and all the wonderful employees at Toshco that keep Gustavus stocked. We are fortunate to have such dedicated people work uh, working to keep us fed and supplied. Uh, Toshua pretty much saved the town. Gustavus Mayor. Cassipit said in an intro... Cassipit? Really? (laughs) Where are people getting these names? Um, I really don't know what we would have done without him. This is a beautiful story of a little lost town in Narnia, um, Alaska, here, um, that I really loved and warmed the cockles of my heart. And if you look him up, Tasha was real cute. He's got long hair, and it looks like he may have a big... um... Oh my goodness, folks. Have y'all filed your taxes yet? If you haven't, I have. And that stimulus check paid my taxes because I owe Uncle Sam some monies, honeys. But if you hadn't, Natty Light is giving you free beer if you file your taxes. So if you're a beer lover, uh, hop in on this deal. So as you all may or may not have heard, July 15th is the new... A date to file your taxes and if you file um, if you decide to file your taxes with Tax Act you can get a free case of Natty Light. This is a non-sponsored post. Um, I found this on delish.com. I I know where all these people get their food news. Between U.S. Food or Us Food in Us Weekly uh, to Delish.com to Munchies. And why hasn't anybody caught on in 118, 16 episodes Have any, for in the over two years I've been doing this podcast that I need to be getting all the press releases? Can somebody help you out there help me out with that? Hello, Jonathan Valdez or any, anybody out there? Somebody. You know how to reach me. Anywho, the beverage brand, uh, back to this Natty Light. The beverage brand is teaming up with the service to give you this offer, so you'll have to upload proof. The free beer will technically come in a rebate, so you'll purchase uh, whatever Natty Natty Light product you want. Um, Even Natter Days or the hard seltzers, yes. You know how the gays are living for a hard seltzer these days. So... um, You'll upload confirmation from TaxAct to nat- Naturallight.com. Then you'll be issued a, the rebate for your case of drinks. You know what? Who doesn't love some free beer during this time? So if you're sending uh, your grandson out to get your groceries, make sure you give him your Natty Light coupon. Yes. Folks, um, there is a creamery in Hong Kong that is making tear gas ice cream to support protesters. The gelato is made using roasted black peppercorns uh, to imitate the experience of being sprayed in the face with a chemical weapon. Now, why you would want to eat this, I don't know, but I love the message behind it. So, the pro-democracy demonstrations that filled the streets of Hong Kong last year have decreased in both number and intensity. Um, Obviously because the stay-at-home orders Uh, and the spread of the coronavirus. But last week, demonstrators again filled a luxury shopping mall after 15 high-profile activists were arrested and accused of coordinating three massive protests last fall. And so, although the city isn't echoing with the sound of defiance right now, thank you, munchies, the owner of one ice cream shop is doing his part to ensure that Hong Kongers don't forget what they spent months fighting for. The 31-year-old shop owner, who has chosen not to be identified because he fears he could face consequences, is currently selling scoops of ice cream that taste like tear gas. We would like to make a flavor that reminds people that they still have to persist in the protest movement and don't lose their passion. The secret to a dessert that doubles as an errant is a whole black is the whole black peppercorns that are roasted and made into creamy gelato. The owner said that he experimented with wasabi and mustard, but black pepper came closest to recreating the experience of being sprayed in the face with a chemical weapon. It tastes like tear gas. It feels difficult to breathe at first, and it's really pungent and irritating. Um <laughs> What? It makes me want to drink a lot of water immediately. Anita Wong, who took, who both took part in the protest and was a tear and was tear-gassed by the cops. I think it's a flashback that reminds me of how painful I felt in the movement and that I shouldn't forget. I love the message behind this, and I mean we can call this gastro gastro pro gastro what what would you call this like it would be um gastro reminiscence gastro you know what's that word what's the word i'm looking for to like you know remind you of uh uh i don't know it'll come to me um gastro memories gastro Memories. I. I, <laughs> I don't know. I found that really, really interesting. And 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 who wouldn't want gelato that tastes like tear gas? Right, right. Um, he's also. He was also even uh, considered giving away gas masks with his ice cream cones. I have a license to sell, and I could and I can attach free gifts if I want. I'm not breaking any laws. I am here for it. I support you. Um, you know, and anyone trying to do uh trying to fight the man for what is right, folks. Well, before I close out on this very interesting uh pod, I don't know if you heard, but there is a new cooking hack on TikTok. First we had, did I say tic-tac? TikTok? TikTok. <laughs> First, we had Dalgona coffee. Now we're getting like mini pancakes and mini croissants and uh, as cereal. And the newest Tic Tac. Why do I keep saying Tic Tac? Tic cooking hack. That's why. TikTok cooking hack or Tic Tac cooking hawk is milking cucumbers to make them taste less bitter. Yes, you heard me. I need to say it again is milking cucumbers to make them taste less bitter. Did you get that? Milking cucumbers to make them taste less bitter. W-T-F. And who is this? Uh, Kristen Salicky, uh, my hero from Delish.com, uh... Taze did this, and I mean, what is wrong (laughs) with the internet? And why would you want to do this? Let me jerk off a cucumber over here, because that's what it sounds like till you actually um, look at it, and it's still kind of sexual nonetheless. But apparently this was uh, first spotted thanks to BuzzFeed when user at basically perfect outlined how to milk your cucumbers. She identified it as kind of a cooking secret she learned via her sister-in-law. And it basically requires that you chop off the end of a cucumber and rub it on the slices until it gets white and milky. Um, apparently, in the end, it tastes fresher and juicier. There's a video. And basically, you cut off the tip and then you rub that tip on the other end and it gets really frothy and milky and how this is not banned for being so sexual, uh, I don't know. Um, It's ridiculous, and people will do anything these days. <laughs> if you all out there are milking your cucumbers, I will definitely take those videos in any form that you send me them. <laughs> okay? Oh... Okay, I mean, and I don't see a better way to end this pod, y'all. I hope you all are staying safe out there. Lube your hands uh, before you milk your your cucumbers, and then make sure you wash them thoroughly afterwards. And as always, I want to thank you for listening to In (laughs) Yo (laughs) Mouth.